Hi everyone and welcome to episode 118 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren. Hi guys. And we're joined by Jared. Hey, what's up? Not Yay. much actually. Um, yeah, we're we're on a lull. We're recovering from the uh, the massive event we had last weekend. Oh my gosh, yeah. Sorry but guys. we are also excited for Uncovered. Yes, we are. Oh, yeah. And that's going to be our main topic today. The countdown to Uncovered. <laughs> It's so, it's so dirty, isn't it? I know. It? It's so, like such a dirty name. It's like uncovered. <laughs> We're going to see what's underneath Gladiolus. At least they didn't call it Final Fantasy XV under the covers. It's true. It's that true. would have been... Yeah, that's an American TV show. Uh, self-explanatory. Yeah, that would have been a bit more shady. Yeah, it's yep. true. Um, but either way. Yeah, so our main topic is going to be the countdown to Uncovered. Then we've got some questions related to Final Fantasy XV. Mm. <laughs> but for you new folks... Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network. We have a new show every Tuesday, working in rotation with Kingdom Hearts Union, and it comes out on iTunes, as well as FinalFantasyUnion.com and YouTube.com forward slash FFUnionVids. Yay! We've got a new iTunes review this episode from Sin underscore Dragon in the US, who said, I love listening to these shows when I'm at work. It's funny and keeps me focused. Keep up the great work, guys. Yay! Oh, yay! Thank yeah, you. thanks for the review. <laughs> Yeah, I used to do that as well. Listen to podcasts while I worked. It's so good. And give us positive reviews. And give us positive reviews, of course. Yeah, that's the okay. main. That's the main thing. The positive reviews. I mean, what? I I don't I don't leave any reviews on ours. No, no, no. Uh, I, I I may have before being on here, but I mean that was several years ago. It don't count. It's true. You were a fan first. Yes. So see, you can live the dream. You live the dream. Oh yes. <laughs> All right. So moving on to our Patreon segment. Just a refresher for everyone. If you do want to support the show, you can pledge anything from a dollar upwards. And for that, you get access to an exclusive podcast. You can get shout outs on the show. You can even come on the show. Mm. And you might even get some little badges from Lauren. Yeah. So these are all the people that have pledged $2.50 for an episode. And we are eternally grateful to them. <laughs> so first up, we have Tiger Crane, who actually just came on uh, Kingdom Hearts Union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They talked about death. Yeah, their Twitter is Palpoon Milkshake. The next one is Christian Burge. Then we've got William Trengove, who's at Varnus the Actua. And then we have Barry Norton at Notron Zero, who is actually on the last podcast as well. Yeah. Then we've got Skylar Loveless. Michael Graham. Zach Duranto, who's at ZDuranto58. Chris Vallant at Moosehead Studio. Peter Lamb. Erwin Velez. Alex Troutman, who's at Akira Namejin. Manning Franks at Like underscore Peyton. We've got Keith Field, who's at, unders- who's at The Mighty Keith. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Mike Shirley Donnelly, who's at Curious Squail. Joni Oja, who's at Decor for Life. And we've got, lastly, we've got Mohammed Kayum. Welcome! Yay, thank you Yay. everyone who supports yeah. us on Patreon. You guys are the best. You are, you are. It's uh, absolutely just awesome. And it's really great that I get to speak to some of you as well. I think that that's been really fun to actually speak to people who listen to our show. Yeah. I got to give some credit here to Tiger Crane at Palpu Milkshake. Her question that was answered on the Kingdom Hearts podcast led to some really great discussions from the guys. Yeah, definitely. So, before we get on to our main segment, Laura and I just want to have a recap of the fan gathering that took place last weekend. Yes, that killed me for the yeah, early it, week. It, it took us a couple of days to recover, but it was an absolutely awesome day. We had approximately 100 people that showed up. And everyone from the sounds of it had a really great time. Yeah, and it was like really great because um, the amount of people who came up to us who like we hadn't met before who um, told us that they were like listening to the show and stuff. It was just so cool that 
they actually listen to us. Yeah, I mean, we had some um, specific podcast listeners come along. We had Christian Burge came along, um, mm. Will Awoye came along, and uh, Jack Dickinson came along as well. And he actually run, won the Triple Triad tournament. Yeah, which is so cool. And he also spoke to me a little bit about GMFM, which... Was a very sad topic for Daryl's. It, it brought a tear to my eye. Oh, The good old days. Yeah. Damn it, Brian. <laughs> just kidding but um but yeah no it was it was a lot of fun i was working my butt off the entire time i think people started laughing at me because i was just running around the entire venue um, with a baby with a baby as well um but yeah no it was absolutely great thank you so much everybody who came up and helped me um i i listed all of you on my facebook but like honestly your help has been just incredible and and thank you um it was also awesome that bryce hitchcock came as well yeah um we got to talk to her and her mom quite a bit and it was just really really nice they they are such lovely people and um yeah no it was it was really great to have them and then also all the other voice actors who left voice messages for us as well uh robbie damon orion akaba and georgia van killenberg they were awesome and um yeah uh, keep a lookout for the video and a recap coming up really soon or might have already come out by the time this podcast is out because um, we had just so much stuff. Yeah, and we even had a, a special little segment that was uh, put on by Square Enix relating to Final yes. Fantasy Fifteen. We can't yes, really talk about good. it because it was super secret. Top secret. Um, but the Final Fantasy Fifteen development team uh, sent a little small message to us thanking us for our support. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, they showed us some interesting things and did a little Q&A for us. So that was that was really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was really, really cool. But yeah, everybody's asking us sort of when we're going to do our next event. And uh, we'll keep you posted. Yeah, we'll keep you posted. <laughs> um, that we got some we got some plans. Yeah. But so yeah. definitely come. Um, obviously, like your guys' support, people coming allows us to keep doing it. Because otherwise, those venues are really expensive. They are. Venue is huge as well. Yeah, it was really big. Yeah. In other news, um, we just launched the new site. Yeah. Yeah. It took about five years. Good job, Daryl. But we finally got there. Um, so I was slaving over that while um, we had a newborn, which was quite yeah. fun. And um, because I just really wanted to get it done. I mean, it's, we've been talking about, I mean, anyone who's listened to the podcast has probably heard me say that we're going to launch a new website over the last five years so many times. And uh, it's actually happened. It's finally happened. We I know. have a new a new website. It's and crazy. For podcast listeners, the good thing is that if you actually go and check out FinalFantasyUnion.com now, you can view the podcast there and there. You don't have to go anywhere else. Um there's a massive archive there. You can just there's play buttons everywhere. Um so it's really easy to check out all the previous episodes. Yeah, definitely. Um it looks amazing. I mean, Daryl, you did such a good job. And then Thank I you. also love the banner at the top that was by Colin Tan, who used to be on the show. Yep. Um, that that was a lovely cute. touch. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. His artwork is just so great. And the uh, the other thing is that we're looking to really bolster up our content. So um, the three of us have actually just written an article to celebrate Nobuo Uematsu's birthday, where mm-hmm. we each had to pick our top five favorite tracks. And it's actually a lot harder than it sounds. Yeah, it is. Yes, uh, really if you hard. recall, Daryl, when we were supposed to choose our favorite Final Fantasy game, I compared it to choosing between my uh, children. Yeah. Th- th- this was like that times two. So, thank- <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. It was like, it <laughs> yeah, was supposed to, the article was supposed to go up on the day of his birth, but it ended up going t- two days later because I think I was, 
umming and ahhing so much about which yeah. five tracks I wanted to pick because there are so many good ones. There are. That you look through every single soundtrack and there's at least probably five or ten, maybe even more than that, you could probably pick from just one game. Yeah, Easily. I pretty much wanted to put up the entirety of the Final Fantasy VIII soundtrack just because I love all the battle tunes in that game so much. And Final Fantasy X as well has such oh, great tracks here. and so on and so forth. Like Final Fantasy VI as well just has great tracks. It It's it's difficult. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. And uh, something I mentioned uh, to some of the people who are commenting on it through Facebook is even though that was just a small, uh, small group of songs we could choose, if anything, that just helped my appreciation of Umatsu grow with yeah. how much work he's put into each track. I mean, it, it really was an eye-opener. Yeah. Yeah, because there's so many tracks that you could easily have picked. And I, I think my selections were slightly unorthodox in a way. Um, but, you know, from people that have picked their own tracks in the comments and everything, like most people would just pick four tracks from one game. Yeah. Like yes. A lot of people have just said, nine's my favorite, I'm picking loads of nine tracks. Or some people have said, I picked these five, but I've already changed my mind. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's the thing as well. Like, you'll go through the list and then all of a sudden you'll think, oh, wait, I forgot about this track. Oh, damn it, I forgot about this track. Like, I love Freya's theme and Beatrix's theme. I really just love all of them. So really, this is only just like a snippet of the tracks that we love from these games. Yeah, and I think yes. the, the interesting thing was that we didn't compare, so yeah. we didn't know what each of us were picking, and we all actually ended up picking completely different tracks. Yeah, which was great, wasn't it? Um, and it was like kind of when I was editing it, when I, I was going through jazz, and I was like, oh, damn it, he picked a vocal theme. I really wanted to pick a vocal <laughs> theme, but I just I couldn't justify it. I wanted to put in something else instead. <laughs> hey, but I got to tell you all, though, even though we didn't compare... Both of y'all chose songs I almost put in there. There were several oh, really? 10 soundtracks I was debating. There were several 11 soundtracks I was debating. Um, a couple from Final Fantasy 1. I almost did put uh, some of yours in there, Daryl. I mean, it... Sorry, guys. My train of thought broke. It's hard. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it was hard. very difficult. Hey, look, I can understand why your train of thought might be broken because this is such a... It, it's, it's a mind-blowing subject. Yeah, That it a is. composer could do so much work that you have to... Like, it. it really boggles your mind trying to yeah. think okay i could only pick five it's like that desert island question you've got to go to desert island and you've got to pick like a book a yeah. favorite meal and like whatever and you can only listen to those for the rest of your life yeah it's like what no i can't pick that i know yeah especially on the spot you can't just do that and we no. had a couple of days pretty yeah. made it worse actually Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but the fact that uh some of the tracks y'all chose i almost chose myself to me i just thought that's funny it's like well maybe there are some tracks that just universally everybody naturally loves but the fact yeah. that oh, yeah. came out with uh unique lists i just thought was a very uh neat result yeah definitely, definitely. i think it would have been interesting if we'd come up with some of the same ones though because we would have had different reasons for picking it yeah it's true, true. Okay, so now we're going to move on to our countdown to Uncovered, which was a topic suggested by Leif Paulson. Hey, Leif. Hi, Leif Paulson. So um, there's going to be a massive Final Fantasy 15 event coming up, probably about the day, I think it's the day after this comes out. So hmm. maybe it, depending on when you're listening to it, it will be around this time. And uh, it's going to be a massive event for Final Fantasy 15. We know that they're going to be announcing the release date. Finally. Yay! We're going to have a release date after, what, like 10 years? Yeah, I know. It's just crazy. I can't believe it. Like, I can't believe it's actually coming. I 
I'm still at the point though that even if they announce the release date, I'm not going to believe it. I know. I I just like because every single thing they've done so far has been like, okay, no, right, it's going to come out this year. Uh, it's not. It's it's going to come out the year after. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, now we've we've got a definite year they've committed to. I know. And they've said it has to come out this year. Um, I still feel that at some point, even if they announce a release date, there's still leeway for them to go. No, it's been delayed. Oh, I hope to God not. I mean, yeah, like Uncharted Four has been delayed like how many times? Now? Yeah, exactly. But still, it's it's nice. It's it's nice. We actually have a date. It's we'll just so much hype. When have you ever had a video game that's had so much hype about just the release date? I know. It's crazy. Apart from Half-Life 3. And Tabata hasn't leaked it yet. It's true. I mean, he's been trying. <laughs> he's been trying desperately, bless him. I think he's just as excited, though. I think that's the thing. I think he's just, 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 just you as wait. excited. Within, like, the next two days, so we're, we're talking about... Two days before Uncovered, Tabitha's going to do an unsanctioned interview with someone. <laughs> and someone's just going to ask him, when's it releasing? Just tell me off the record. And he's going to go, oh, yeah, no, it's just on this date. And yep. then it's going to be a massive news. And the whole Uncovered event is just going to be a complete sham. Okay. And it's just going to be exactly like Gamescom was last year, where it's just like, oh, I did I I wasn't supposed to say that, was I? Um, <laughs> oh, well, that's Bless just him. completely screwed up our roadmap for the next six months. Thanks, Tabitha. They're going to start a map called Thanks, Tabitha. Yeah. Please but, be excited. But yeah, no. Um, so in case you don't know, um, the stream. So the pre-show is going to start at two a.m. Um, our time, and then I think that's about six p.m. PDT, and then nine p.m. Uh, EDT. Yeah, and then after that, there's going to be a stream, there's which gonna is going to be, be the main thing that's hosted by um the kind of funny games guys, and then there's going to yep. be an after show as well. Yep. Yeah, so it should be a good time. Um, it seems like they're doing quite a lot. And um, obviously, the, you've got the stream taking place, but in the pre-show and the after-show, they're also going to be doing additional things related to the game. Mm. Again, they haven't really said what's going to be taking place during those times, but we do know that in addition to the release date, there is going to be some new trailers. Mm. To the And apparently, they're really good trailers. I mean... Uh, <laughs> Says uh, Square Enix. Yeah, so um, on GameFAQs, uh, someone posted, and I think they've been verified as a Square Enix employee, and they said that they'd watched the trailers internally and it made them and some of the other employees soil themselves. Which is really weird. <laughs> Why is it that when you're excited, like the immediately you just can't thing control you yourself. think is like that you can't, that you, you shat yourself or pooped yourself. It's like, just like when you've got a dog and they're so excited to see people and they just wheel over the floor. It's so weird. It's just, it's just <laughs> what happens when you just have uncontrollable excitement. You just can't control your bowels anymore. <laughs> that's the first thing he goes so basically if you're listening to this and you're going to be watching the live stream or even afterwards just make sure you've got a spare pair of uh underwear it reminds handy. me of that episode of of uh, south park where everybody poops Lauren, everybody we, poops when they die right, we're moving on okay okay we're, okay. Mo- we're moving on okay um, but anyway all right so way. so um this wasn't in the outline but i wanted to give you some release date predictions Ooh, it's very very um tough um, well, the the current rumor is September thirtieth, which I don't believe. You don't believe, and why do you know, why do you not believe it? Well, it's because it's on a Friday, and I I know why they've suggested it and why it's been quote unquote leaked. Yeah. Um, it's because it's exactly six. Well, it's exactly six months after. Yeah. The uncovered event, and history has said that Square Enix very often released the game six months after they announce the release date. Yeah, it's true. But so, maybe not exactly six months. No, it's, it's usually there or thereabouts. Um, 
yeah, and, and American games don't release on a Friday. Yeah, so they release on Tuesdays. I, I don't know. It's a really weird day to release games. Yeah, do, do you know? Does anyone know why Americans release games on a Tuesday? Yeah, why do we have any like? Where do we have any clue what we do? I mean, hell, we're Americans. We just we just do just do stuff. We just do stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, why do we host, like, the biggest movie award show on a freaking Sunday when nobody can watch it because they have to go to work the next day? Like You could say, why why do, why do office parties always take place on a Thursday? <laughs> and that's true, too. Who knows? Thirsty Thursday. Um, Either way. But, yeah, um, what do you guys think, then, if, if you, September 30th is, is kind of out? Yeah, I think, I, I'm thinking probably mid-October, like, the second Tuesday in October, I feel it's, like, a good time, just because... I just, it seems like a good enough midpoint between September and November, which is where I think that um, is is the sort of release frame. I think they'll be keen to avoid November because November is when you typically get the the standard year releases. So you Mm -hmm. get your Call of Duties, you get your Need for Speeds, you get your Assassin's Creed, you get your, I don't know if FIFA's used to be earlier, I think, but it's generally when all those games release. If they release mid-October, then that gives them more leeway if they do have to delay it by a couple weeks. Yeah, I definitely don't think we'll begin it in the month of September, if only because every time they announce something about Final Fantasy XV, it's about some new feature they originally didn't plan to add to begin with, which just takes more time. Mm. So I, I think even though they have six months, that's not enough. Let's just throw also, it all it gives them it gives them more time after TGS as well. It's true. Because TGS is like in it's September, mid-sept- isn't it? Mid-September, yeah. yeah. I think it's the 15th to the 18th this year. Yeah. So it'd be kind of point Like that would be kind of pointless of them to like release it before that. Yeah. I'd- they want to they wanna get that. Yeah, they T- get TGS that. would be their opportunity for one final push. Yeah. Given, yeah. given how um, they they are putting so much on Final Fantasy Fifteen, and we're going to talk about some of the stuff that they're actually just announced even before Uncovered as to how they're trying to make this appeal to fans even more, they're going to need that. And you've got E3, Gamescom, and TGS. If they missed one of those, that would be a really big opportunity that they're missing out on. Exactly. I, I can't see them releasing it before any of those three. Right. Yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah, it's actually uh, September 17th to the 20th this year. Or wait, was it last year? That was year? last year. That's yeah, 15th to the 18th. That's what I said. Oh, okay, sorry. I was correct with my guess. Well, there you go. There you Thank go. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. Do you want a cookie? Um, yes, please. I'll take a cookie. Okay. Yeah, I don't have um, any. So I, I, I think that the thirtieth isn't too bad of a show. I, I think it's probably going to be like the fourth of October, or mm. or the week before. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be around that period, but I just don't think it's going to be on the thirtieth because no. g- American games don't release on Fridays. I mean, they could no. buck the trend. Who knows? They can technically release on whatever the hell the day they want. They should do, but do it on a Sunday. Screw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so weird. That, that that would definitely be weird even for America. I think yeah. Nintendo games sometimes release on Sundays. That's because mm. they're Japanese. Yeah, Nintendo just do whatever they want. Yeah. Whenever. They just don't care. Yeah, Reggie just has a wheel he spins, and whatever day that wheel lands on, that's when Reggie yeah. decides we release it. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, obviously, you guys are both excited to hear the release date. Oh, yes. Mm. Um, it, I mean, it's it's a bit strange, a strange question to ask, considering they've got a whole event about just a release date, but... Is there actually anything else you want to see at this point? Something I would like to see, and I am expecting this just because of what we saw with Type Zero. I'm expecting we're going to see an announcement for some sort of collector's edition. I imagine if they do that, it'll be a little more extravagant just because of the he weight. He did say 
Tabitha did say they're working on trying to get a PS4 Collector's Edition. Mm -hmm. Now, what I'm also expecting, though, is they'll touch base again on the possibility of a PC release. Because if I remember correctly, Type-0 was ported to PC about three to four months after its initial release date. Uh, while yeah. it, it would take longer probably for them to port Final Fantasy XV just because it's massive. Uh, if they were going to uh, talk about any PC plans, I imagine they would do it then. Well, there was the rumor because the website for Uncovered actually had um, Steam codes um, in the in the source code for the website. So right. um, when they were looking through, they found there was a PS4 section, an Xbox One section, and then a Steam section. Mm. It was just hidden. So I think Final Fantasy XV will come out on the PC. And actually, it's not a bad shout. If they were going to kind of make a big announcement about the PC release, which would make everyone freak out. Oh, yeah. yes. Because everyone's been requesting it so long, especially because it's going to be a graphical powerhouse and they keep talking about how they're going to, they're like struggling to like get it to do what PC doesn't have a problem. Just yeah. shove it on there. You can, you can make this amazing spectacle. I mean, you just got to look at like uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 and how amazing that looks on the PC. Yeah. yeah. I think it would be good. I think it'd be a good shout. I I would love it on PC, to be fair. And also, uh, something to keep in mind, you know, we, we're going to talk about a little later, but the Umbro technology they're about to implement to uh, boost the FPS on the consoles, they could also use that to help speed up the process of um, getting the frame rates okay on a PC port, because as we know, they can be a little hit and miss when it comes to supporting anything to PC Final Fantasy related. I mean, they're getting better, but still hitting this. They have improved. Yeah. Um. I. One of the things that I just thought about would that they might actually announce this event that would be quite interesting is the voice actors. Yeah. Because we've heard nothing, and in the Japanese, they always do it like really far in advance. But I think because they've had such issue with it, I mean, part of me is thinking that maybe they won't because they'll still want to try and receive feedback. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure that they're going to announce like. We're going to hear the new voice actors yeah. at this event for the first time. Yeah. So we might not hear Batman anymore. <laughs> but um, it would be, I think it would be quite cool if they had the voice actors as part of the presentation in some way. Well, that would I be think cool. so, because they've already done the the Japanese ones. I just don't understand. I guess maybe they're just worried about Americans sort of leaking things, because they haven't had much luck with um, Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. Hearts 3, yeah. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3, those voice actors keep keep yapping that, um <laughs> that's true but correct me if i'm wrong i don't believe japan can be quite as critical about voice actors as america could be i mean if, no, well, if uh, the japanese voice mm. acting industry is so um it's probably the best in the world yeah so and i think they're all very professional and it's it's not treated in the same way yeah over there it's true they're they're all like you know massive massive celebrities yeah. Whereas voice actors in the Western world are, I mean, they're getting there. Yeah, but also I've, I've noticed they're heavily criticized more often. And maybe Square's trying to avoid that criticism for now. Mm, possibly. They'll be fine if they have Troy Baker somewhere in there. That's true. <laughs> I'm sure that he'll, Nolan North will be as an ancillary voice, I'm sure. Oh, uh, yeah. They always are, something. especially for a game yeah. of this size. Yeah. I do sort of wonder who they're going to choose because they have they have already got like quite a lot of the big names already. Well, I mean, I guess one of them would be Matthew Mercer. Matthew Mercer, I don't think has been like other than Type Zero. I don't think he's been in a big. Well, it's, time. it's actually quite interesting. This is a bit of a shout out to the website, but we've actually pulled all the interview pulled all the interviews that we did into a mm. nice little section. Yes. Um, and I was actually listening back to the interview we 
we did with Jack Fletcher. He was the voice director on Final Fantasy XIII and X and The Spirits Within and Advent Children and all of the older games. Um, and he was talking about the process that they went through and how they always wanted to decide on the voice actors. And actually, if you think about how it's gone over the years when they've included voice actors, it's pretty much gone true. Um, he was talking about with Kingdom Hearts, they picked celebrities. And after that, they kind of faded away from it. And everyone's always wondered why they haven't gone back to getting celebrities for Kingdom Hearts. And apparently for King for Final Fantasy X, they were actually planning to go down the same route. They had two celebrities lined up. He didn't mm. say who they were. And they were going to play Unit and Titus. Um, but they made a decision that at that point, and I, I believe they're still sticking with it based on their track record, that they didn't ever want a voice actor to make a character. They wanted the character to make the voice actor. Yeah. So if you think about, um, like, especially with 13, Troy Baker and Ali Hillis, they'd had some roles in the past. I mean, Troy Baker had been in Persona. Ali Hillis uh, was Liara in Mass Effect. But they weren't really known names because of their roles. People knew the characters of Liara. And I don't know who... um, Troy Troy Baker Baker. definitely wasn't as big as he is now. No, No, nowhere near. But... Their roles in 13 projected them to a higher level. I mean, many of the voice actors that um, they actually picked, I mean, if you take Reno Wilson out, who was obviously um, a sitcom star. Mm. Um, but many of the, but he's actually, again, he's not a voice actor. Yeah. Um, and I don't think he's like a massive known name. But many of the voice actors they picked, so the Troy Baker, Ali Hillis, um, Rachel Robinson, Georgia Van Kallenberg, they've projected it. And it wasn't a case of, oh, Troy Baker is snow it's oh snow's voiced by troy baker yeah and now because troy baker's become so popular snow is probably still one of his most memorable roles yeah and with any of the different ones they've picked they've generally picked voice actors who are under the radar people that you probably perhaps wouldn't necessarily associate if you I mean if you could type zero cost many of them had never even voice acted before yeah it's true um so i think with 15 it's going to be interesting to see if they go down that similar route. I'm I'm a bit I'm I'm inclined to say that they're probably going to choose bigger actors if only because this is Final Fantasy 15. They can't screw up. But are they going to choose like I mean Troy Baker, he had done a lot of voiceover. He'd been doing gaming voicing for years. Ali Hillis was obviously Yeah. Um, she'd done films. I think um Probably some of the voice actors from Type Zero might be a good shout. I mean, Robbie Damon has been doing stuff and he's been gradually getting bigger. I think he could be, he could probably easily be one of the characters. Um, other voice actors, I mean, yeah, like I would love to see like Matt Mercer or even, <laughs> I know it would be a long shot, but like Orion Nakaba, like people who are actually fans of the game, I, who are good voice actors, I would love to see in. I do like the idea though of Square Game people who aren't already known in a very big way so like you said daryl it's not the voice actor who's making the character Mm, that's really a smart way to go about it because then when people hear that voice they don't have preconceived ideas the only bad thing is that um and i don't know uh if this was just sort of like a a sort of missed thing for them but i feel like the voice acting in final fantasy 14 was really weak and i don't mean to like I think harp it, on it, any it, of the voice actors. I think it's the same in MMOs, but like, like, because the budget's going to be I not as so. high. Yeah, but even still, they're not well known. Ah, actors. such a great honor! Such a great <laughs> honor! 
But yeah, no, like I really hope that it doesn't go down that route because I just I can't. Uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen. Uh, they even said that they were doing like something that was very unorthodox for video games, and I believe they were recording in the same room at the same time. It's true because of the cam- camaraderie. Yeah, this game is gonna have it has to. Yeah, and that's why they've gone back and they're reviewing the feedback because maybe they because uh, uh, Tabata even said that like they they hadn't actually finalized the voice acting when they pushed out episode Duskai. Yeah. They just wanted to actually get voice acting in there, but they knew that it wasn't really going to be the right fit. Yeah, um, Batman. I, I can't see Final Fantasy... 15 is going to have stellar production values. Yeah, If it has so. anything short of that, I think everyone's just going to be just appalled. Yeah. Absolutely. Because Final Fantasy 13 as a friend, like... I know people will still say the Japanese voice acting is better, and it and it is because yeah. they're better voice actors. Yeah. But the thirteen voice acting is so strong; it is really good, and you can't really pick a fault on it. And it's and and that goes all the way through the thirteen franchise. Like the production on the voice side, maybe the last game kind of died down a bit, but you know the first two especially they were they were top tier. They just need to steal the voice actors from the Persona games. Like, honestly, Persona 3 and Persona 4, those voice acting were spot on for me. Like, Maybe from, they will. Yeah. Well, Troy Baker was in one of them. Yeah. And Matt Mercer took over Troy Baker's role. So therefore, Matt Mercer for Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> but no, honestly, it, 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 yeah, it, it, hopefully it will be crap hot. All right. So that's, that's enough about <laughs> Uncovered. Yeah. We've been going for far too long. Um, I know. Okay, so we've got a few pieces of news that we need to get onto before we hightail out of here. Um, Tabata, he'd actually been doing quite well in not saying anything. Um, <laughs> good job, Tabata. You get a happen. gold star. I know. It's, it was good, actually. Um, we hadn't really heard anything since the Active Time Report in January, but that all kind of changed. He did an interview with Game Informer, and he was talking about how Final Fantasy VII is obviously the pinnacle. And they talked about this before thirteen came out as well, about how they're striving to try and achieve the same impact and sales numbers as 7. I think obviously that's going to be everyone's objective. They yeah. Every single time they're making a Final Fantasy game, they want it to be the new 7. Yeah. Because that's like the poster child, not just for them as a company, but in many ways, the industry as a whole. I mean, many It really people, is. So it, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, I think it would be great if they just kind of didn't have that. It's like an anchor that's just weighing them down. Yeah. It's like, we've always got to be compared against Final Fantasy VII. Oh, great. I know. Because it's almost like you just, you want to be good in your own right. You don't want to be, you don't want to compare yourself to Seven and like have that in your brain. Like, oh, we have to make this like Seven Because it's almost like you're never going to really achieve that. You want to be as good as you, really. Yeah. Right. But yeah, then the other thing that he was talking about, actually, this all came out of one interview uh, which was a couple of days ago. I think it was um, in conjunction with Famitsu. Um, oh wait, no, I tell a lie. I'm well. This, I'll, I'll, I'll. Uh, it's not the ordering that I was going to do it in, but there's, there's, ah. lo- there's just so much that he just did in the <laughs> last couple of days. Um, but yeah, so he's announced that uh, Cactors are now going to be in the game. Yes. Which uh, was a massive retraction because at Gamescom he said they weren't going to be in the game. <laughs> um, I don't think there are any petitions though for like Moogle, so I. Maybe they just felt like putting them back There's, in. Um, I don't think you were, there's any petitions for cactars, you mean. No. You said Moogles. Yeah, no. I mean, um, there weren't any petitions like there were for Moogles. Oh, like there were for Moogles. I got you now. I got you. I got you. But yeah, no. It's weird. It makes me wonder if they're going to put Tombreys back in as well, though. Uh, I they, hope so. They specifically referenced the fact that cactals and Tombreys weren't going to be in it. To be fair, they did say that it's going to be really scary in the caves. 
And if they put a tonberry like sneaking up yeah. on you oh, and attacking you, that would scare Stabbing the hell the out of me. Tonberries are scary. <laughs> They, they are. are really creepy. I mean, they did say with cactors, they're putting them in, but they're, they're, they're not just kind of shoving them in. They're going to be special monsters now. Mm. Um, and to the point where I think they're going to be one of the few enemies that Noctis's warp strike doesn't work. Oh. Because they can just dodge them so quickly. Yeah. Although, would they have a king cactor? Maybe. Ooh. Uh, other news is that airships are... Airships? Airships are definitely going to be in the game. But will air shorts be in there as well? <laughs> they could be. Um, I mean, it's a possibility. Okay, that, um, that's good. That's good. I'm really happy about that. Um, so Tabitha had pre- previously said that he wasn't too sure if they'd be able to put airships in the game or if they'd come as free DLC afterwards, but he's now said that they will be in the game. They've got a clear direction for how it's going to work, so that's all gravy. Mm. Um, he's also said that the main campaign is now going to be approximately 10 hours longer than they originally planned. I don't know how you suddenly just accidentally do that. Ne- Whoops. Like, I doubt right, it's accidental, here's... but I'm very happy. It's like, okay, here's the plan, guys. 40 hours. All right, no, we can do an extra 10. Let's just do it. <laughs> it's because they were just like writing the ending and they just need to have, they're just like, all right, we need this much crying time. So yeah. we just have to have this much of, it's just going to be 10 hours of people crying. We could oh, talk crap. so much about this whole thing. Because I mean, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm not too sure what that means, whether or not that means that there's 10 hours of filler 10 hours of actual new story content that we're going to play through. If it's the latter, I'd be extremely happy about that. I'm I'm calling it right now. It's 10 extra hours of driving around and just hearing bro talk. I mean, that that could be factored into that playtime. Who knows? Yep. Um, Okay, so other news is that, as Jared mentioned, they've licensed Umbra technology. Uh, to help them with the frame rate issues that they've been having. Mm. Uh, they haven't been able to get to 30, fra- 30 frames per second yet, but they're really, really trying to. Um, and this is going to try and help them achieve that. And Tabitha said they're going to be working on this up, pretty much up until it goes gold. So they're really striving. And I think that's going to be crucial because obviously it's an action-adventure game now. It needs that like really solid frame rate because if it starts to slow down, then it's going to be a little bit annoying. And, yeah. and from what I've seen with Umbra, they have a really good, uh, I guess you'd say, portfolio of games they have yep. worked on. I mean, some very nice AAA titles. So I think this is I mean, a very good move on, on Square's end. They're even working on Deus Ex, the new Deus Ex as well. So it's, it's they've got history with Square. Yeah. And lastly... Um, they've actually added a ton of support for multiple languages. Now, mm. this was um, there was a big campaign that was happening, I think, in on YouTube. Yeah, where um, people uh, in the European languages were asking for more support about the game, um, and so they've they've done that. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really really cool that they've had that sort of effect on on the game. Well, hopefully, if it was them, I mean, they might have already been planning. Yeah. But... So, I mean, now they're going to be adding subtitle support for Latin American Spanish and Brazilian Portuguese, which I believe is the first time it's ever been there for like a main series launch. They've added those supports into like uh, ports and other re-releases they've done, but it's never been there at, at launch of the original game. But it has been interesting because it's it's. Um, brought up some more um, conversations between people because um, uh, I think it was specifically people in Germany or something. Um, they were saying how they're really unhappy because their voice... I haven't actors... announced that bit yet. Uh... You're getting ahead of yourself. But yes, they have also announced that they are going to be doing voice acting in French and German on top of the subtitles for Spanish and Portuguese. Yes. And because of that, Germany, um, some of the people in Germany are a bit unhappy because they say that their voice acting is not that great. But I argue that, you know, um, even though it might not be great right now, you guys need to start somewhere. And I think that this is a step in the good direction because, I mean, 
you have to do you have to do voiceovers in those games in order for them to get better in the future. And I I think that this is a good gateway to getting games in many different languages. I mean, granted, it, it, it might not be terrible. They might yeah, get never really know. good um, and voice I think acting. The other thing is that they have said that in these regions you will have the ability to switch between the languages. So if you think that the German voice acting is terrible, then you can switch to the English or you can switch to the Japanese. Um, But the German is going to be there if if you want it. And I think it's, yeah, it's going to be really important because um, I don't think too many games have kind of set their stall and said they're going to do voice acting in those regions. Yeah. And it means that, yeah, the voice acting probably isn't that great. I mean, if you look back at... There's so many videos on YouTube of English voice acting 10 years ago or 15 years ago, and it was terrible. Yeah. Like, voice acting in, like, Shenmue and, uh, like, Dynasty Warriors and games like that, it's a Resident Evil. Resident Evil. What? I don't believe in magic. Yeah, like, you have to start somewhere, and I think it's great that Square actually trying to help. Yeah, no, I I definitely think so. And personally, out of all the recent news we've gone so far, this actually got me excited the most. Because um, unlike the petition to put Moogles in the game, this actually makes a difference in their sales. This is going to make a difference in who buys the game. Because now you're going to see people who... Well, you're going to have customers who say, hey, this company is making a greater effort to reach out and to appeal to me. That That's going to get bring some good attention and good sales to them. Yeah. And- yeah. And it's an exact thing. I mean, Tabata was talking about the fact that when he was doing the Type Zero HD press tour and he went to Mexico, um, so many fans in the region were so passionate about the game that he really wanted to do something for them. And like they've never had for a, a, like a when a game's released for the first time, they've never had subtitles in their regions before, which is crazy. They've always had to do it in English. So like, it's like you figure. They make such a big thing about, like, Japan getting voice acting and stuff. And Japan is a tiny island, essentially. Well, to be fair, a, I mean, a, it's, a good it's chunk being of their game, sales come It's from being Japan. done there. The, the, the company is Japanese. No, I know, I know that. I know that. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, Japan's so small in comparison to the rest of the world. And it's just like, you know, they, they should get some love. Yeah, I think that was really nice of Tabitha to basically do a love letter yeah. to Latin yeah. America and just say, like, yeah, guys, like, we know that. Yeah, you I thought it was very representation because Spanish is, like, one of the biggest languages. All right, so um, we're actually a bit short on time at the moment, unfortunately, because um, we have a very tight deadline for when we have to get this finished um so we're actually unfortunately going to have to cut the questions this episode um, but it means we're going to go straight on to the music segment and apologies if uh the last bit sounded a bit more rushed than usual it's just that yeah we we actually needed to stop recording about a minute ago so we're going to try and bash through this pretty quickly um yeah so the music for this episode is from final fantasy 15 it's an arrangement of somnus and it's by a performer called alan g it's uh, kind of a hip-hop chilled out remix. not Ali G though no not no Alan G yeah not, not Ali G. G yeah that would be that'd be interesting if he did do a Sub-rof. did an interesting remix of uh, Somnus yes um, hopefully you guys enjoy that uh, the next episode is going to be coming out on the 12th of April um, we'll of course know everything about Final Fantasy 15 after that I mean we, I could say something controversial and say we could do a post uncovered podcast we'll see how it goes yeah definitely We'll have to see if the Kingdom Hearts guys want to want to compete. <laughs> um, but yeah, be sure to subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on iTunes. If you just search for Final Fantasy 
We are one of the top shows to come up, and you can get on YouTube at forward slash FF Union Vids to hear the podcast all snippeted up. We're actually, I think, three months into our imposed penalty, mm-hmm. so we're almost going to be able to get Excellent. back to normal service on YouTube. Also, be sure to check out the new website, farmfansunion.com. Check out every episode there as well as our expanded news coverage. So if you want to find out more information about the news we were discussing at the end of the show, be sure to head out there and uh, you can find out a bit more information. Uh, and if you want to support us on Patreon, please go to patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. And with that, it's time for us goodbye, to say everybody. Goodbye, everybody. And I'm Dale saying goodbye. This has been a FarmFansUnion.com production. <laughs>